Hi, this is John Doe. I'm back again, guys, and it's Halloween today. The year's 1978, and we're checking out Halloween, the masterpiece directed by John Carpenter. I'd like to think that you have a copy of this movie, and if you want to sync up with me, set the film timestamp to zero, film on pause, subtitles on, and we'll jump into this iconic horror masterpiece. At least you know where I stand regarding this movie. So count down in five. Let's give me a second. Five, four, three, two, one. Hit play. Yeah, I'll throw it out there, guys. Greatest horror movie ever made in my eyes. And that's more so just on like general technicalities, uh, editing, score cinematography general pacing performances are amazing carpenter and cundy though i mean it's the unification between the director and the cinematographer that really to me sets halloween apart from pretty much every other horror movie ever made and a shout out to deborah hill it's just appeared on screen producing and writing credit yeah she deserves a shout out so cast credits so just for thinking purposes i'll read out what i can see on screen pj souls linda has just appeared great shot this how it's just slowly moving in on the pumpkin head yeah just slightly going off tangent guys whilst i regard this as the greatest horror movie ever made it's not my favourite horror movie of all time. That's actually Nightmare on Elm Street. But uh, I'm able to separate the two, you know? Yeah, uh, just in regards to Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I mean, for me, Freddy Krueger's the greatest horror villain ever conceived. And I just enjoy all the, like, dreamscapes and sort of like the general nightmarish tone of the... Certainly the first Nightmare on Elm Street for me. So it's just personal preference, really. Wow, look at this pumpkin head. Oh, shit. Deborah Hill, as I said, producer. Clap, clap. And directed by John Carpenter. Remarkable achievement, you know, 1978. I love this opening. So the kids' voices, Haddonfield, Illinois... And we're going to open on a subjective POV camera shot. Halloween Nights, 1963. That's wonderful. Just the slow pan sort of left and the reveal on the home. So I'll just immediately jump into it, guys. I've been obviously mentioning uh, technicalities in my sort of intro. You're going to see it right here with this incredible sound cue when we see the light so it's the upper floor to the right it's the bedroom window yeah when the light goes off and the sound cue it's unbelievable man so we're getting some sort of like is it like panavision steady cam work here quite remarkable man as i said the precision you know this is a low budget horror movie it's just phenomenal so here it comes this iconic Sound cue. It's one of the finest moments in horror. Yeah, watch this, man. Here we go. 
That's just... Oh, clap, clap already, man. It's just unbelievable. No director should be so skilled at such a like early age. I'm guessing Carpenter's in his like 20s here. So just like to have that kind of precision, you know? It's a wonderful POV here. And we're going to get like a cheeky little edit here. So the knife, and I think this is Deborah Hill's hand coming into shot here. So you get a little... Where does the transition kicking in? I forgot. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, a little shadow there to the right. It's fine. Yeah, I can live with the imperfections. And there aren't many in this movie, to be honest. This is kind of nonsense. So, matey. Short-ass fucking lovemaking sequence. Surely he'd look to the left. I mean, the, the kid is clearly stood looking up I mean surely you'd fuck it oh darling it's your younger brother he's got a fucking night yeah right there you fucking idiot man I blame him he caused a fucking murder it's lack of fucking perception so you're gonna get the edit here and certainly there's a cut on the mask the mask on the camera so this is a very difficult shot here don't know how they've done this. I mean, there's the camera on a harness. So here we go. You have to do this, man. You can't do this in one entire shot. So the cut's going to occur here with the mask. But it's completely seamless, you know? So it maintains that sense of it being one sort of continuous uh, subjective shot. Oh, yeah, younger brother. He likes to perv on his older sister. Michael. Here we go. Oh, stabbing hour. So can we see any blood on her? Yeah, I can't really see any. Is there any? Yeah, okay. So she's probably just like smothered her tits in blood, you know. It's a wonderful reveal as well. Because the last thing you're suspect... Okay, cl it's clearly a relation, but you're not expecting it to be a child. But then again, probably the perspective, the height perspective, suggests that it may be a boy. You know? Michael? Oh, hello, mum and dad. Oh, shit. Uh, don't go upstairs. Sister's dead. I think there's something wrong with me, man. Uh, you got any pills? Put me in a fucking asylum. Nah, Mike, ain't gonna be a prominent member of society now. Lock him away, lock him away. So we're gonna jump forward here. What a great opening, man. Establishes so much. So Smith's Grove, Illinois. Just the general tone and feel that's going to be sustained throughout. So October the 30th, 1978. So we've jumped forward, is it 15 years? Something? So Mike's all grown up now. He's passed his driving test. Oh, shit. So this is Loomis. Dr. Loomis and the nurse. I love the lighting in the interior of the car here. In the incessant rain. 
Uh, it's kind of cool the way she's smoking. So she, this actress here, she appears in the David Gordon Green uh, Halloween trilogy, which is very much a uh, mixed bag. Yeah, do check out the commentaries, guys. I've covered them recently. Chipperish. So it's not just Mike. They're all fucking raving lunatics. Oh, he must have loved that. I'm surprised he broke out, but again, the night he came home, you know, it's a calling card. He had to leave. Surprised he didn't attempt to take his buddies. Well, I mean, you can't imagine for one second that Michael Myers has got like any friends within this asylum, but you never know, you know. I bet he's like respected and feared by like the other inmates. They're like, Christ, I thought I was fucking crazy, but this guy, he never says shit, you know? His hollow fucking face. So Loomis is clear to emphasize the fact that they gotta dose him up. Sedation. Oh shit. And here we go. So who instigated the breakout? You're imagining it's Michael Myers, but it's hard to say really, isn't it? Is it a collective effort? Fuck me, man. White gowns o'clock. Loomis should be like, where's the fucking security guard through? It's not my fucking responsibility. Loomis has just come back. He's had his fish supper and he's like, what are they doing fucking outside? Hello, security guard. So Mike's very tactical here. He's clearly watching the car, isn't he? As I said, past his driving test. Very resourceful. Michael Myers, he had access to books inside. He's an educated man. There he is. <laughs> yeah, love. That's just a cool shot, yeah? Good to establish, like, his um, power, I guess. Physically strong. Nice POV shot here with the car. Here we go there. I love that. Yeah, the editing's fantastic, man. Yeah, so he's going to smash right through here. It's like a staged uh, car window in out of gas luck. I guess potentially you could achieve that. So that's a cool shot. Oh, Mike, look. He can drive. God knows how, but boy, can he drive. So Loomis is like, he's gone away. Oh, fuck me, Loomis. It's murder an hour, mate. I think you need to track. Go after him, you twat. Great opening. And we're going to cut to our Halloween night and the leaves are just... They're iconic. Haddonfield. Look at the stillness in regards to the cinematography. And the as a, uh, technicalities, guys. Musical cues, man. Fuck me. I've got to run out of superlatives here, man. It's a, just an absolute masterclass in uh, sort of like horror filmmaking. Yeah, Dean Cundy is an absolute genius cinematographer, isn't he? I love the pacing. The film's taking its time and we're opening on 
Well, do we need to uh, introduce who this is? It's Jamie Lee. It's the icon. It's the Oscar-winning actress. It's Laurie fucking Strode. She deserves respect. All right. Is that the father? So you're a waste of fucking time, mate. It's the last time we ever see him. Should be keeping an eye on your fucking door. It's a lovely... Sort of like widescreen shots here, and it? Yeah, this is a wonderful, like... Sort of like neighbouring street area with the trees. Nice part of America, I'm guessing. You get, like, like hedgerows, you know? Great angles for, like, Michael Myers to be, like, hiding, you know? So this kid as well, uh, this kid, all grown up, appears in the David Gordon Green franchise. So you could clearly see what he was attempting to do, and I'd have to say failing somewhat, bringing all of these characters back, you know? I think there are a few too many, like, homages to this uh, masterpiece, 1978, you know? It's very difficult, though. It's such a... It's held in high regard, this film, you know? So there's the house, the looming house. Deserted. So Mike's inside already. Don't fucking hang about, look. So we're going to get the reveal here. So there he is. Heavy breathing o'clock. He doesn't like to go outside much during the day, chilling in the shadows. We get a little bit of it. So sound cue. It's a fucking great carpenter, man. Yeah, I don't know what it is regarding like modern day horror where uh, sorry, I get this general feeling of like probably like ninety percent of horror directors who really have no sort of concept of like timing or technicalities you know composition musical cues it seems to be a thing of the past you know it's certainly something you saw a lot in the 70s i mean argento another master you think of like suspiria I mean, Carpenter's gone on and on record as saying suspiria is a massive influence in regards to how he Put together Halloween. Oh yeah, Loomis. He's already shouting. You know it's bad when Loomis is shouting, baby. It's no probabilities, mate. We're talking eventualities. He's out there. It's a fucking shredding zone. Get to it. Ain't got time to fucking talk. Find the son of a bitch. So Loomis, he's gonna have to fly solo. Just the way he likes it, you know. It's a nice intercutting. So school sequence. You gotta love it, man. Late seventies, nineteen eighty. I was just thinking like so you got like Jamie Lee in a classroom. You get Nancy Thompson in a classroom, Elm Street. It's yeah, it's fucking wonderful, man, isn't it? And it all comes back to our subjectivity, you know? Got our leading girl, she looks outside, sound cue. Look at that, man. Oh, it's, oh, it's eerie. So it's all our Nick Castle. So this is John Carpenter's uh, film school buddy playing the shape. She looks back, he's gone. 
Oh no, he's not. He's still there. Fuck. I got that wrong, guys. That's when she looks back again. He's gone. So is there some subtext here with the fate, the lesson? So he's gone. Okay. Fate never changes. So again, I'm going to be doing this a lot, guys. I know this film inside out. Another memorable sound cue. So a little kid's being bullied here. Fucking hell, children are fucking brutal, aren't they? Oh, it's the boogeyman. No, little shrubs, he's going to get you first, mate. So I think it's the kid to the left here, and they run off. He bumps into Mike. And the moment's all sold regarding sound. So it's a textbook uh, bullying moment. Here we go. And his reaction's amazing. And look at the camera shot here. Castle's movement. Can't do cinematography. Everything is unified, man. This is some top-tier filmmaking, baby. This is how you do it regarding Michael Myers. I mean, he's in shot, but he's not in shot. You're concealing enough, man, to sustain the... Dread and tension. Oh, yes. Qualified driver. Nice. Shifting perspective here. We're uh, not sort of aligning ourselves with the killer, but switching subjective uh, camera shots. It's not really Mike's POV. We just sat in the back of him. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And the mask has never looked any better. Yeah, the mask in the original Halloween is probably the best version. It's a real mixed bag, though, when you get to the sequels. I've covered all of them, guys, so do check out the playlist, you know. It's been bloody intense this month regarding Halloween commentaries, but I clearly wanted to f- uh, finish on a high note. Uh, so Haddon feels 73 miles away. Fuck me, Loomis. You need to hit the fucking gas, mate. The thing with Loomis has just got to get there as quickly as possible. It's all good ringing around, but it's whether or not people believe what he's saying, you know? This fucking lunatic on the... And they're like, oh, right, mate. How convenient. Halloween day slash night. So, what has happened here? Because Mike's driving about in a different car, and we've got another discarded car here. But obviously his robes are there. So what he's done, he's wearing matey's overalls, isn't he? This guy, he's just, yeah, it's the garage overalls. So, okay, you can easily link the two. For a guy that doesn't say a great deal, he's pretty fucking, uh, he's no fucking dummy, is he, Michael Myers, you know? Fully aware that he needs to change his uh, attire. So Loomis didn't even see the body. What the fuck, man? So where are we to? Is this Jamie Lee? Or are we introducing our buddies totally 
totally PJ Souls. She's totally awesome. And she says totally. Yeah, there you go, totally. I'm sure somebody's done a count in regards to how many times she says that word for her. I'm not keeping count, guys. It's too fucking distracting, you know? Haddonfield High School. Home of the Wicked. Another wonderful shot incoming. Mike stood behind the uh, hedgerow. And watch Nick Castle's movement as he moves that shot. So it's coming up. Again, great um, panaglide, subjective, backing up, point of view, I guess. It's a way to do it, get all of the dialogue in one shot, and you've got that sense of movement. So yeah, cut into a behind shot. So the performances are solid. Oh yeah. Oh, here he is, look. Okay, so Mike's driving up. Got a little bit ahead of myself there. Stalking our ladies. No, it's not. It's some guy wearing a William Shatner mask. What the fuck? He's starting early. I know it's Halloween. Fuck me, mate. Has Mike got, like, supersonic hearing? There's no way you would have heard that. What you say, bitch? Oh, yeah, Mike. You're a bit pissed off, mate. Jokes. In my fucking landscape, love, I don't know what a fucking joke is. I'm going to make you into a fucking a murderous joke. Totally. Linda. You've got a fucking smoking problem, ain't she? Fucking totally fucking wrecked, this old Linda. So this is Nancy... Is it Keys playing the character of Annie? They're all sort of icons, isn't it? And you'd imagine... Probably not not so much regarding Jamie Lee, but the other two, I bet they do the, the rounds regarding, like, horror conventions, you know? Music's amazing. I'm keeping very still right now for this commentary. It's a Mira Kundi cinematography. I just love it, man. It's just the film's taking its time, you know? So it's just a breath of fresh air, this movie. Compared to like modern day horror cin- cinema, everything's so fucking hyperactive, you know? That's just filmmakers not conf- hiding behind shots, this constant need to like over edit. Or the overuse of sound. So here we go. Reveal incoming. That is wonderful, man. Look. And the way he moves out of shot here. Good God, man. You wouldn't want to... I'd be like... Yeah, no, typical. She's the only one that sees it. So it's very clever right now. Um... We know who our leading girl is. Clearly Jamie Lee. But again, this is also post-psycho. So I guess audiences potentially thinking, well, is Carpenter going to do a Hitchcock 
could he potentially kill off Laurie Strode early doors? I mean, we're only like 20 minutes in, you know? Yeah, that narrative choice didn't half um, change horror cinema when uh, Hitchcock kills off his uh, supposed leading girl. Check out the archives. That's also in the commentary. Playlist, guys. Hitchcock's Psycho. Another masterpiece, isn't it? You, know? you get a few, like, homages to Hitchcock throughout. So get a cheesy-ass jump scare here. It's the deputy, innit? Here we go. Fuck me, Laurie. Wake up, love. Blindly walking about. Oh, Jamie Lee trying not to laugh. So I think this guy also appears in a Gordon Green's trilogy. That's the last time I'm going to mention about that fucking clown. He's currently butchering the Exorcist franchise. If we can call it a franchise, it's now become a franchise because of this fucking clown. Guy just needs to retire from like making movies. Or just fucking leave the horror genre alone. You know? Piss off, Gordon Green. You already here on Rickle, mate. Do one. Yeah, just going back to Hitchcock. So you're getting a lot of it with cinematography. Um, subjective camera shots, you know. Characters approaching buildings, you know. Character approaching the camera and then it cuts to a POV, you know. It's a classic uh, Hitchcock technique. So she's a... Uh, I wouldn't say she's perceptive. Um, she's not stupid, you know? Compared to her, like, buddies, you know? So, fuck me. Mike's got a tendency of just appearing. Conveniently appearing. Look. He's by the fucking clothesline now. Look. Here he is. Hello, Laurie. It's chilling, man, isn't it? Fuck me. So... Oh, that shot's really... I would say confusing, but she didn't technically look away, and it's like he just fucking disappeared. Wow, man. Yeah, you'd be starting to wonder... I know it's Halloween, but... Fuck me, is there some fucking creep following me? So who's this fucking James Ensor? Oh, it's Mike. So he's educated in regards to how to, he knows how to, how would, yeah, to be honest, he's outside by the fucking clothesline, so he's got no access to a fucking phone. Yeah, so that's a little bit farcical for me. That's no way that's him, but you, you, you're sort of on edge, I guess. Totally. You totally lose it. Bye. So about to transition. Where are we at? Early afternoon. She's going to have a fucking snooze. Sort of playing on her mind a little bit here. This guy with a mask. Nice shot again. I think the crew are like chucking leaves into shot here. Very effective, though. Again, the steady cam. 
unbelievable. Get the impression this is on a one of those like it's like a dolly ramp, isn't it? That can just move the camera like left, I guess. So again, subjectivity. It's all centered around um Laurie's perspective. Yeah, it's um it's the way to do it, man, you know? Cundy and Carpenter got real like spatial awareness. You never confuse as a like viewer in regards to what they're what they're sort of trying to show you within the frame, you know. The Carpenter's fucking master when it comes to like widescreen. So you're gonna get a transition here. It's gonna start. So it's probably like sort of like late afternoon. Yeah, if I recall right, it sort of cuts forward here. Uh, okay, so we're back with Loomis. So it's logical steps, isn't it? He's got to go to the graveyard. He's slowly getting closer to the locale. I don't know why he's fucking... I guess he's got a... Cross off the dots and T's, but he may... He knows, like, Michael Myers. It's all going to end up at the house, so... I guess he needs to see this, you know, tracking his movement. And maybe also Loomis is thinking, look, it's still afternoon. I've got a little bit of time. It's going to get a fully rampant come nighttime. That's when I need to apprehend him, you know. So Mike, I think he's dug out the grave, hasn't he? He's only getting about, you know. Kids, I ain't no kid, mate. It's a grown fucking man, a monster. Loomis knows. It's like an unspoken reaction. Yeah, Pleasance is very good. It's all in the ice, you know. He's fucking great in this film. I think Carpenter originally asked uh, Christopher Lee to play the character of uh, Loomis, but he turned it down. That would have been very interesting. Um, yeah, I think uh, Christopher Lee would have been, I mean, decent in a film of this nature. But I think Pleasance is perfectly cast, you know. So Mike's following them. It's quite interesting why he's honing in on these girls. You're not entirely sure. Because surely it's all about going back to the home. So it's not as if he's got a specific target right now, you know. He's just doing what a fucking madman would do, you know. Fucking, it's full on stalking mode. He's smart in the sense like, I don't get too close so he's got this fucking awareness of his surroundings, hasn't he, Michael Myers, you know? So it's not as if he, he hadn't spent, like, the last fucking, what, 15 years locked up in a padded cell not thinking about shit, you know? Clearly had a plan in place. So hard to Mike, he, he robbed, he stole a fucking mask. Mate, he's sheriff's, look, we're out of Shatner masks. Fuck me, man. 
It's a very popular mask. Sold out. Oh, yeah. Bye, girls. Supposed teenagers with growing problems. So this is Loomis. This is a cool shot because you get Mike driving off here in the distance. So he's just going to, he's going to pass Loomis. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, just going to pass him here. So I wonder if Mike's like clocked the fact that it's Loomis. Is he looking over? Hard to say. I can't really tell. So here we go. Light's starting to fade here somewhat. Yeah, I've got to say, guys, the pacing is spot on right now. The film don't feel baggy at all, you know. And then we haven't had a lot of kills either. We've had... Oh, well, one kill we saw, there was a body, the garage guy, but Loomis didn't find the body, but we'll count that as a body. Um, I think that's it, isn't it? Two. It's hard to say, though. I mean, Mike, he could have murdered more, you know. Ben Tramer. Fucking love interest. This is annoying sort of sensibilities from like, well, I'm struggling to perceive these girls as fucking teenagers. So Mike's still following them. Ah, oh, it's just like, what the fuck, man? So is he pissed off the fact that one of the girls shouted out earlier, so he's like, I'm going to take you out, love. Cool transition to night time. Yeah, Dean Cundy's going to start coming into his own here with the bluish tones, you know. Cool POV as well, man. Yeah, it's interesting, the shifting perspective between Laurie and the killer. I really like it, man, you know. I think it's always fun when you... Uh, I think Dario Argento's the master at this. When he you place the viewer, the audience member, within the eye's perspective of the killer. A wonderful shot, yeah. Look at Castle's movement, man. I, I don't know if they've gone on record. I bet they had a conversation... Like, how are we going to do this in regards to movement? I reckon... I don't know who maybe come up with it. I'll maybe give credit to Castle, but... It's all about precision and stillness, you know? Mike's a cold, calculated killer. He'll take his time, you know? So his target is clearly this girl. So it's Annie. So he... Oh, sound cue incoming. Here we go. That's fucking great, man. Just this constant shift in tone. And Loomis has feared this. Yeah, this is a wonderful moment. Really 
you feel like the film's going up in gears here. It's the glass, the front, the glass on the door smashed. Dilapidated, run down. No one's living here anymore. Too many bad memories, you know. So it's a dead dog. So we're at, we're at a dead dog to the list. So it's a body count of three. Mike doesn't discriminate. He'd be taking out mutts as well. No man. How do you fucking know, Loomis? He's passed his driving test. He's clearly a man. Look at the lights in here, man. Cundy's amazing. He's so, like... He's not intrusive as a cinematographer. He's very aware of, like... How characters are moving within the frame, you know? So that may be an important exchange between these two. I mean, Loomis has got to get this guy up to speed. Because, you see, you know, is this deputy still doubting him, you know? So who's shattering the glass there? Because Mike, technically, isn't he um, perving after Annie? So, yeah, hard to say, isn't it? Considering the fact that the glass just randomly shattered, these two don't seem very bothered. Wonderful dialogue here from Loomis. Yeah, Mike was looking beyond to this moment, wasn't it? Biding his time. That's terrible, man. Yeah, all this this angle, uh, some individuals born evil. I know this is a fictional horror movie, but in the case of Michael Myers, I think that's clearly the case, isn't it? You know? Broken, broken soul. You'll come back. I mean, Loomis aren't really fucking up here. It's the logical step, isn't it? He's got a... He's assuming it's the, this location, but it's obviously playing out somewhere else. Rel- relatively close by, but... It's kind of cool, because it's like Loomis is close, but he's not close enough right now. Haha, <laughs> this is a wonderful sequence. Babysitting. So you get Carpenter's... Uh, it's not really a homage, but the thing from Another World. We're going to see it on TV in a minute. So that's kind of cool. Considering the fact that Carpenter went on to remake it. You know, the thing. Early 80s. I do have that on my uh, playlist for November. A thing from Another World. Hawks' original. I've never seen it, but I'd like to do a commentary. Because I am actually building towards uh, covering the thing during December. I thought that would be a good, like, winter movie, you know? Desolate, fucking snow, high emotion. 
Oh, the dog. He can sense Mike. Oh, shit. Dog looks terrified. Naturally so. So again, sound cues are amazing. God, you're so uncaring, Annie. She's not totally awesome. She's a fucking bitch. Oh, shit. Mike, he's going to be too fucking mutts dead now. Too mutts in. So they're sort of trying like a matchmaking, setting her up. I need to give her a fucking space. Not everybody, everybody's different in like high school, you know? Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. So this young boy, does he see... Oh, I think Mike's looking over, isn't he? Fuck me, Mike. What are you fucking doing, man? Could you be any more fucking terrifying? He's just rocking out outside. I mean, you're getting some full-on supernatural stuff here. It's like, can really Mike perceive this boy from such a distance, you know? And of course he's gone now. It's this recurring theme, isn't it? He's sort of like everywhere and nowhere, you know? The shifting entity. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Mike fucks up here, look. I thought you were about making a minimal noise, Mike. Gonna fuck up the fucking plant shrub, look. She strips down. So here we go. Thing from another world. Oh, yeah, Mike. What is she fucking... Look at her fucking panties, man. Fucking garbage, isn't it? Mike ain't got a thing for women. It's not a sexathon, it's a fleshathon with Mike. I'll, I'll get naked with you, love, but it's all about me shredding your fucking carcass, look. And if you're wondering, the dog's fucking dead. Oh no, he's not dead, here he is. Fuck me, I'm getting ahead of myself. Hello, mutt. Lester, would you like some fucking pedigree chum, son? Come to me. That's it, Lester. We hug it out, mate. You dickhead dog. You thought I was going to give you pedigree fucking chum? You're fucking dead, mate. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so, radio picture. So, okay, Winchester pictures. So yeah, Carpenter, so Hawks recreated this opening. Yeah, is it the thing, the title, but sort of like burns into shot. So I kind of like that, man. Yeah, I'm intrigued to uh, check out the original. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So it's awesome. She's just like an awesome babysitter, isn't it? You let, let the kids stay up a little bit later and they're just watching like sci-fi horror movies. Yeah, that's my kind of babysitter. Yeah, 
Yeah, to be honest, I had a similar babysitter when I was younger. I forget the guy's fucking name. It was a guy. He was an absolute madman. He'd like play like murder in the dark with us. That was a very that was a popular game with me as a kid. I was just a horror geek from a young age, you know. Yeah, this babysitter. What was his fucking name again? Male. It's not fucking Giles. Who was it, man? I can't recall, man. I've not thought about him in in years, you know. I do sometimes wonder about that in regards to, like, memories. You should write a lot of shit down if you can recall it, you know. Because just the the general... It's all how your brain works. It's very weird how, like, memories pop in and pop out, you know. This is an iconic moment coming up. Yeah, it's the reveal of Mike here. This is coming into play. And they conceal him. So the door's sort of... That's unbelievable, man. Sound cue and the stillness. It's terrifying, man. Absolute masterclass in sound cues, you know? Never bettered in my eyes. As I said, this is the best horror movie ever. And I'll argue that with anybody out there. Don't be coming at me with The Exorcist. I would put The Exorcist top five, no doubt about it. It's amazing, but Halloween 1978 is where it's at, guys. You know, the purest form of horror. There's no other film that even comes close, you know. So here it is, it's the fucking movies. They're in the fucking ice. Massive fucking circle of men. Stop fucking digging, lads. It's a monster, shape-shifting monster. Yeah, look at Mike in the background here. Lindsay. So it's like Mike. He's a calculated killer in this film, isn't he? Yeah, in the sequels, he's, he tends to just like power in when it comes to murders, but he's very much taking his time here. It's like he's fascinated by this girl. Maybe it's her fucking underwears had some fucking effect on Mike. He's like, oh yeah, let me perceive you for a little bit longer before I actually kill you. So we're about to get annoying, sexed up male characters about to come into play here. Yeah, the back and forth with this Annie character and Mike... It's fabulous, man. Because you can't quite pinpoint when it... You know it's coming. And again, Carpenter, regarding like our second um, human kill, it's well, it's well over 40 minutes. All we've had so far is the sister, you know? Her fucking underwear is garbage, man. So disappointing. Doesn't make her look fucking sexy, you know? Uh, I guess Carpenter's tactful, though. You know, I got the camera on her fucking ass, but it's not about that. It's not that kind of movie, you know? So let's like repeated shots here, isn't it? Probably my favourite 
shot in the entire movie coming up here. And I reference this in my... I, I put together 31 greatest horror movies of all time and I use this moment. Here we go. Watch this. Sound cue. And here we go. The reveal. Oh my god, man. I'm running out of superlatives right now. It's unreal. It's the back and forth. The movement. And now he's gone. And you're getting it all in one shot, man. Fuck me, Carpenter. How can you be this good? And also Dean Cundy. He's like a master in his 20s, you know? Fuck me. Who are the fucking professors at film school? I know with Carpenter, he... Uh, is it UCL? So he had, like, lectures with, like, Hitchcock, Polanski, all of the greats, you know? So that, naturally, would rub off on you. Yeah, I don't know if Dean Cundy went to a similar film school or not. But he's clearly educated well. And Spielberg would go on to uh, use Cundy. I think Cundy uh, does the cinematography first. So back to the future, Jurassic Park, you know. I'd maybe go on record. I think Cundy, to me, is the greatest cinematographer of all time. There are many greats, but he's the one that stands out for me. It's also an argument to say that John Carpenter is maybe the greatest director, you know? I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with that, but fuck me, guys. Halloween, the thing. Fog, big trouble. I'm listing them right now. Prince of Darkness in the Mouth of Madness, you know? I mean, sure, like in recent years, he's done fuck all, but yeah, he's definitely up there. He's very underrated, Carpenter, in my eyes. What I love, though, true horror fans, they they get John Carpenter. They they get him, you know? So you never have, have to explain it to a true fan, you know? Oh, fuck you, Annie. So it's like sex games are going to be their ending, isn't it, you know? I said it in Scream. This is what it all comes back to, you know? If you instigate sex in a horror movie, you're done for. It kind of makes sense because you're really not perceiving your surroundings. Oh, so here we, here we go. So she never got to any sex action because Mike's about to take her out. But for that fact alone... So he's chilling out. What I don't understand about this. So he's waiting for her in the car. It's 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 like how would he know that she was about to get in the fucking car? So this repeated shot's kind of cool. This is a little bit strange. Unless he's listening in the fact that he's aware oh, she's going to drive off at some point. I'm going to wait in the back. It's just a little bit, yeah, odd. So nice geography. Yeah, very orientated, like space, you know? These neighbouring houses. So this house is going to become very cinematic fairly soon. Carpenter taking his time. Cundy taking his time. Pacing's unreal, man. 
Yeah, the pacing's a 10 out of 10. So Mike's still waiting in the car. It's fucking... And now it's open. Right? You dumb fucking bitch. So now she's suspecting. Check a smudge. Here we go. So she don't stand a fucking chance here. He's too fucking powerful. The mask is amazing. Again, it's all on the lighting. Yeah, Michael Myers, he don't he really don't feel human in this movie. It's a terrifying kill. It's like he's got a fa- oh and he's shredded her. He's got this fascination with humans, isn't it? But I don't know, yeah, it's just very, very creepy. So is anybody gonna check the honking fucking horn? They're too engrossed. Is this, this a different movie playing? Because it's now in colour. I thought the thing from another world is black and white. Are they watching something else right now? It's like sci-fi hour, isn't it? They got like a comic book on the sofa. What is this nonsense? Flying fucking saucer. Yeah, what's that comic book in between the two kids? It's not Tales from the Crypt, is it? I don't fucking know. So this boy again, Mike, carrying the body, incoming. This reminds me of my fucking childhood. Because i got an older sister. I was always doing this shit. Hiding behind the fucking curtains. Thing is, whenever I looked off outside, I never saw a madman carrying the body. How unfortunate. <laughs> Jesus, man. Mike's not fucking... He's like, I just... Carry her a fucking corpse out in the open. No one will question me. So it's been playing on this boy's mind. All for, he's been bullied at school regarding the boogeyman. Now he's suspecting it really is a thing. Because he's seeing it outside. You want to check that fucking house, uh, Jamie Lee. Mike's setting up his fucking tableau, innit? He's recreating the, the night itself, innit? 15 years ago. God, he's fucking creepy, man, innit? So I don't know what this means. This is clearly a different film, innit? Oh, come on, Loomis. Nothing's happening, mate. What are we waiting for? He's not coming back here, man. He's about to scare some uh, trick-or-treaters. Is this the fucking kids from the school? The bullies? Kind of cool they got their get their uh, co-opants, I guess. Sort of. This is a wonderful line. What does he say again? Hey, Lonnie. <laughs> Get your ass away from there. Oh, yeah, Loomis. Please with yourself. Kind of feel like he needs to station maybe this guy here and then Loomis. I'll, I'll head off. I'll just have a little wonder, you know? Loomis is like... Believe me, it's going to play out, you know. 
Clock's ticking. Seemed beyond the wall, wasn't it? Fucking hell, yeah, that is creepy. A 15 year wait. Mike's just going to wait it out, you know? Great lines. Fuck me, man. I think you just need to believe him. So shame on you. Well, damn you. For fuck me, mate. A security guard fucked up. I I come back and he was outside, you know. Oh, here we go. So I'm going about to get some totally awesome sex action with Olinda and this irritating swat. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy Mike fucking hangs him on the fucking door. Then he impales him. Please do it. Oh, yeah, Linda. You're going to get totally titillated. It'll be totally awesome, love. Totally brilliant. Oh, yeah. Get naked. Idiots, aren't they? These two fucking clowns. Yeah, I see zero issue, Mike, fucking killing these two. They're so fucking stupid. Do it, you know? This is potentially a crowd cheering moment. Everyone's like, yeah, let's be having you, Mike. Take him out. I got no time for fucking stupidity. I'm not, you know, I'm not justifying murder, but in some instances, when people are this fucking stupid, they just need to fucking die, you know? So, Annie, you're a clever old fucking dog, Mike. I stowed the body somewhere. Ah, fuck me, man. They're home alone. These sex sequences are just very awkward 1970s. So Mike's looking in. He's not he's not really fascinated by sex. It's just more like he's fascinated what's he fascinated by? Odd human behaviour. Why are they kissing each other? Mike's like, this don't fucking compute in my world. Wow, this film's beautiful, man. So happy to be covering this. Oh, yeah, I'm having a special day today, guys. This, for me, is my Christmas Halloween. I absolutely adore it. Because I've never been a fan of Christmas Day. I'd much prefer, like, Christmas Eve, because you get the... That anticipation, the build-up, it's still playing through. And then when you get to Christmas Day itself, it's always a little bit of a, like, anticlimax. But Halloween never disappoints if you're a horror movie buff like myself, you know. So I'm going in hard today. I'm up super early. It's about fucking 6am right now, UK time, covering Halloween. And then I'm going to jump into a little bit of a experiment, something I'm getting into throughout the month of November. A pilot TV episode. So I'm going to check out Penny Dreadful. I thought that'd be a really interesting choice, you know. As we like transition into like the winter months. Penny Dreadful, Gothic Sensibilities, Victorian. 
I think that's a perfect, you know, perfect material, you know. 45 minute episodes as well so I can I can do a lot in regards to like clipping moments you know I haven't got my camera set up for this Halloween commentary because um this is very much a serious commentary you know I'll I'll set my camera up for my the comical sequels because I know I'm gonna just lose my mind but yeah very much this commentary is just me reeling off endless superlatives you know so is she jealous? Why would you be jealous of your fucking friends? I just feel inferior, you know? Rather ominous of the fucking Jack Lantern, isn't it? It's a good setup here because you're establishing the phone, which is going to become an element. And he's going to go downstairs. It's a back and forth, isn't it? Do people really make love in fucking bed? Go get experimental, man. Use the fucking furniture, you know? Bend over, baby. I won't go into detail, guys, of how I'd be playing out this fucking... So I wouldn't be doing what he's fucking doing. That's not the fucking position, mate. Get out of bed. Get the lady some spell. Mike's like, look, your sexual positions are awful. I'm going to fucking kill the pair of you. Mike's not really a sex pest. He's a different kind of pest, isn't he? He's not impressed right now with these two. I gave him numerous opportunities to prove themselves in life and they failed. Now they need to fucking die. Oh yeah, mate. You're going downstairs to get some fucking lager. Totally awesome. Want a beer? You lazy bitch. A cat got your tongue. PJ Souls. She's titillated right now, isn't she? Her laugh is, uh, um, what's the word? Sweet. Iconic. Yeah, she's very good. I think after Jamie Lee, she's probably my favourite character in this film. I do like, obviously, Loomis is amazing, but. Yeah, I prefer Linda to fucking Annie. Annie's just a bit of a bitch. So this guy's fucking dead. It's a great setup. Light and shadow. And the payoff is beautiful because it's always a back and forth. You think it's coming. You get the pause and then boom. Yeah, Carpenter's just a master in regards to um, nailing like I mean, would you call this a jump scare kind of moment, you know? So what is it about fucking Mike? You just feel it, man, supernatural. He's like he's manipulating the door, but he's he's hiding right now, isn't he? Not that closet, mate. It's the other one. Here we go. Wow. This guy don't stand a fucking chance, look. Mike's doing him one-handed. I lift him up. And just like the raw phys- physical power in regards to... I'm not entirely sure if you could impale this guy on, what, a cupboard door with a knife like this. Yeah, not entirely. I know Mike's a Superman. He's the Incredible Hulk, but... 
Let this guy stay up like this. Great with the feet going down. A tilting of the head. So it's fine here. It's a thing they start overusing in the sequels. Then it just becomes annoying. You know? So how sick is Mike Gear Getting off on this situation. It's like, I'm going to fuck with this fucking girl. Look. Oh, yeah. Oh, hello. I'm your boyfriend. It's a great moment, man. He's no fucking dummy, is he? It's an A-grade fucking sicko. What's the line? Cat got your fucking song. Initially, she's playing ball. But the silence, she's like, I'll fucking say something, man. Yeah, it's a great moment, man. Because not for one second. I mean, if you're her, you're not suspecting it's someone else, but you're a little bit creeped out. Yeah, that reaction there suggests she's had enough. Mike's playing games. No, love. I don't communicate with humans. Now, how about you pick up the phone and then I'll start moving in? I see, you call Laurie and I'll start approaching. Look, she has no concept of my, my incoming movement. That's just a nice moment. Music cues, wonderful. Ble- believable as well. Because Laurie's like, these fucking swats filming themselves, fucking, and then they're calling over just to, or make, Laurie feel uncomfortable? Yeah, it's interesting, man. There's two possibilities, isn't it, you know? They're making out, or she's just being fucking murdered, you know? Yeah, Laurie's not... Mike says, no joke, Laurie. Look at the mask, man. And the black eyes, man. It's never been better than this moment, I tell you. Yeah, brilliant reaction. Lights are on. She and off. Is she starting to think, hmm, and now unresponsive when she rings over? She's no fucking dummy, is she? You know? But has this been in the back of her mind all day? She's been seeing this fucking creep with the mask. So she's about to head over, I think. It's hilarious on this street. You get the feel like there's no one else about. And you're going to see it play out later when uh, Laurie starts screaming, asking for help, and no one comes out to help her. What's that fucking about, you know? Come on, Loomis. It's waiting game. We're getting nowhere, mate. Just a matter of somebody's going to cue him elsewhere, you know. So it's the car, innit? Here we go. So how ridiculous is that? How long has Loomis been stood outside and now he finally sees the car? Has he not been looking over to that area? You fucking idiot, man. That's it, Loomis. High perception, yeah, mate. Keep running. 
So that's the car from the asylum. I don't fucking know. Leaves are coming into shot. <laughs> so here we go. She's about to head over. I think. Oh, Laurie, I'd get a fucking weaponized, love. Another wonderful sound cue incoming. This is a pure, like, Hitchcock moment, this for me. So reminiscent of, like, Psycho. Character approaching the house, isn't it? Yeah, this is pure Alfred Hitchcock right here, baby. You could enter, you could go split screen here. Because it's when the sister's going up to the uh, the home, innit, in Psycho, to see the mother. Yeah, this is just like, Carpenter, he, he, he's clearly lifted that moment. Or maybe he just understands, like, subjectivity. It's the way to film it, man, you know. Because it feels interactive as a viewer. You're within this space. You are kind of like Laurie right now. Oh, the lighting. Half lighting on her face is remarkable, man. Low budget, man. How fucking skilled is Cundy, man? Focus and light and shadow. Composition, camera moves. So much going on in these shots. Unbelievable, man. It's a nice pacing because we're going to get some big reveals here. And Mike's been busy with bodies, baby. He has this tendency of rigging everything up, you know. I don't know, does he just do it for his own enjoyment or is he aware of the fact that somebody's going to find the bodies at some point? So he's getting off on that. I have no fucking idea, you know. It kind of gives him a degree of, like, intelligence, you know. Warped intelligence, but... So I think she's going out the back. You're going to get some repeated shots here. Because Carpenter's established all of these areas throughout the entire movie. It's cool, man, because you know the layout of the interior. So it's natural. You're like, right, yeah, we're familiar with this space. Got the garage area, the walkthrough. Then you got the interior and obviously upstairs kitchen area. I think this is where he killed Matey, wasn't it? So that's where he come out. He come out of that area, didn't he? So the guy's no longer impaled on a cupboard door. About to get some wonderful light in here. Yeah, I kind of like it how this interior visually is completely shifted now. I'm getting lots of like shadows and it mirrors Michael Myers done it. The shadows, lingering in the shadows, you know. She knows, man, but you got to go up there.
Yeah, these games on Hall Halloween ain't fun right now. Here we go. Sound cue again. Magnificent. You're going to get it mirrored with uh, Cundy's camera work. Lighting. Stillness movement. So precise, man, isn't it? Taking its time. Masterclass, baby. I love this because you get a bit of like underlighting on the door, the room itself. Fuck me, this is me. I'm not fucking entering, baby. I'd least be fucking weaponized right now. Or is there somebody out there fucking with me? Stop it, you know? So yeah, the lights on the door. And it's got a kind of like triangular. Fucking hell, Mike. He's a wannabe cinematographer, isn't he, with the staging. Mike's staged all of this with the lights. Look at him. Clearly he's been learning off Cundy, isn't he? You know? This is a wonderful reveal. And a sound cue again. Here we go. It's just masterful. Judith Myers. Fuck me, man. So did Mike have all of this visualised in his head? This was the wait. 15 years for this. So the bodies. I guess this is sort of just like blind luck how she bumps into the bodies here as she backs up, you know? It's not really like Mike's queuing in these fucking corpses. It's just where he stowed them away, isn't it, you know? So PJ Souls. Is that really her? I don't know, man. A beautiful reveal here. So Mike's in the corner, and I think they just dial up the light faintly. Look. So you can't see him. Yeah, look at that, man. And the music, the cue. The mask is unreal, man. I love this POV falling down the stairs shot. And when he appears at the top of the stairs, this shot, I'll, I'll, I'll call it that shot there. Cat and mouse incoming, baby. Come on, Laurie. Get out of there. I won't bother screaming out, love. No one's going to help you. Here he comes. She's a fighter though, isn't she? She's our final girl. I'm sure somebody's into cut like iconic final girls as they fight back. You think of like Nancy Thompson and Elm Street into cut with like Laurie Strode here. Oh, fucking up the main bad guy, you know? So like, give it up, Mike. You've met your match mate. Match made in heaven. So he's just powering through this fucking door. What the fuck, man? I do like this depiction of Laurie. Yeah, she doesn't feel innocent. Not naive or stupid, but not as strong. I mean, I fucking get to, like, Gordon Green's fucking trilogy. She's an out-and-out -out fucking Sarah Connor clone, isn't you know, a.k.a. fucking Gunnut. So this is terrifying. But what is the argument here? 
so the neighbours aren't responding, but it is Halloween. So it's, oh, it's some fucking prankster outside pretending to scream. It's Halloween night. You're not in trouble, love. We're not, we're not answering the door. Okay. It's kind of believable, I guess. You know? Lovely panaglide. Wonderful shots, man. The keys. Grab your keys, love. Mike's coming over. He's moving slowly, so you've got a bit of time. How are they, they heavy fucking sleepers? She's making an incessant fucking hour of garden plant up on the window. That's it, kids. You take your time. No rush. Tommy, it's the boogie man. He's coming over. You were right. Why did I fucking doubt you, mate? Come on, Tommy, you fucking kid. Open the fucking door. Cool when she closes the door, the music stops. That's awesome, man. So how is Mike? He's already inside. Look. It's like he was approaching the door... And now, oh there, oh no, it's like he's already going, what the fuck man, how did he get inside so fucking quickly? Teleportation, innit, skill set baby. Duffy's hiding behind the fucking sofa, oh yeah, knitting needle in his fucking head, here he is, hello love, happy Halloween, oh you bitch, that's not very nice. Trick or fucking treat. Where are my sweets? As he takes the tumble. Yeah, she briefly looks at the body. Oh, she don't know who this fucking is. She's probably just thinking it's some random madman. And she's got him. So she's not sort of finishing him off, I guess. Yeah, not aware right now what she's dealing with. It's believable, isn't it, you know? Our concern right now is obviously the kids upstairs, you know. And, yeah, call the fucking police. Come on, Loomis, man. So he's taking his sweet, a uh, nice neighbourhood fucking... Walkabout, Loomis. Taking his sweet-ass time. Oh, uh, just doing a loop. Pleasant evening, eh, officer? No rush. Christ, man. He's getting closer, but... Oh, it's very much a 11th hour thing with Loomis, you know? And he gets to her just in time, I guess. Still got to let it play out a bit more here with uh, Laurie and Mike, I guess. So kids must be fucking terrified right now. Tommy's like, I told you, babysitter. I told you he was real. And you doubted me. As he comes upstairs behind her. Oh, hello, people. You thought you killed me, Laurie. No, I'm not dead. You can't kill me. 
I've signed up for the sequels, love. You can't kill me. <laughs> yeah. Shame they didn't use the same fucking mask. Oh, well. I'll just take the fucking paycheck. All about the paycheck. Great shot in the cupboard with the fucking... With the cupboard shit. <laughs> Go to town here with the lighting. i got to say, man. Cool, man, because it's like Cundy's in the closet with uh, Jamie Lee. Don't know if it's actually Castle smashing through here. It could be another Mike and Wires. Oh, yeah, would you use a stunt guy for this? It's not really a stunt. I mean, he is technically smashing through. Maybe they use another guy. Don't use Castle in case you fuck up your hands. Because you are sort of powering through this area. I like the hangers, man. He's no fucking schmuck now, is he? He knows exactly where she's to. Where else can she fucking go? She can't get downstairs. Oh, the light coming on and off, man. It's fucking wonderful. Not for her, but in terms of, like, cinematography, staging, it's an amazing sequence, man. And where, yeah, they're going out on and off with the light. That's so cool, man. Fuck me, man. Something wrong with this fucking broad. Normally, they don't fight fucking back. I think I'm alright. Oh, fuck me, man. (laughs) Fucking hell, Mike. You picked the fight with the wrong fucking girl, mate. I need to tap yourself out, Mike. You've met your fucking match, man. Oh, is this thing like finish him off? You can't finish him off. He's un- I mean, Loomis is about to fire God knows how many fucking rounds into his body and he's still, and it still don't stop him, you know? Knives don't work. Bullets don't work. Cool performance here from Jamie Lee. She can barely move. So again, a wonderful, iconic shot as Mike leans upwards. Uh, she sends the kids off. So this is cool because it oh, is going to trigger Loomis. So it's coming to a close here, isn't it? Yeah, it's a wonderful ending, i got to say, man. What a shot here. Again, sound cue incoming. It's the moment he looks over. That's brilliant, man. And then the kids screaming and Loomis incoming. Yeah, it's, it's a masterclass right now. Here's methodical Mike moving in. That's a wonderful shot, man. Kind of logical. It's believable, isn't it? She's not suspecting that he'd get up from that. Mike's had enough now. About to wring her fucking neck. Well, why won't you die? 
quite a creepy reveal here. She pulls off the mask, don't she? You kind of see he's like grown up. Something going on with his fucking left eye. It's like sloth, isn't he? So that's one bullet. Doing a count here, guys. Two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, we get more in the sequel. It's farcical, man. Oh, they ended up firing more fucking shots. I will never know, you know. Great lines here. Matter of fact, it was. Of course, he's gone. And it's a wonderful reaction from Pleasance. Yeah. He knew, he knew. And now she's getting teary-eyed. Ah, that's fabulous, son. Cool, we get some, like, isolated shots here of the landscape. Loomis looking on. It continues. Here we are, isolated shots. Wonderful, man. Because you, you can hear his breathing. It's like, where's he to? Everywhere and nowhere, isn't it? You know? Yeah, well, masterpiece of a movie. Credits are relatively short as well as we come in. Halloween, clap, clap. Never gets old. Stood the test of time. Cast credits, all good. Oh, guys, apologies. One is feeling a little bit sick right now. Yeah, my, um, I think I'm about to throw up. I'm all right. I'm still recording audio. Yeah, I started to feel, I haven't been feeling great since I got up. I think I may have some kind of stomach bug. I've not been sick because obviously I, I'm still recording this commentary. Um, I'm just trying to wait this out, get the credits running. Oh, God, I hope I'm not fucking sick today. It's fucking Halloween, man. What the fuck, man? Yeah, I was feeling a bit ropey throughout the night. Body feels sore, you know? Don't know if this is far. I've just come back from London. Probably fucking got some fucking disease. Overly populated fucking city, you know? Panaglide, Ray Stella. Okay. Yeah, guys, I've got to sign off early. The toilet's pretty close to where I'm recording. What I'll do... Oh, maybe I'll have to wait it out. Don't fear the Reaper thing. And what was the other... Is there another film? So it's Forbidden Planet. I think it's the other movie, MGM. Filmed in Panavision. Oh, God, I don't feel well. Metro Colour. Oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to record the Penny Dreadful commentary. We'll see how I feel. I'm feeling ropey, maybe. Sorry about this, guys. Bit of a sombre end note. Wonderful film. Thankfully, I've... I only started feeling ill last couple of minutes, but yeah, this is me, John Doe, signing off. I'll be back again soon. Bye now.